when we can really be diligent about our self-care then she's like okay that cell of mine is taking care of itself and mother nature's brain doesn't have to put her attention onto us because we got this we know how to do it yes. and when we don't then she has to be like okay now i have to go and focus on this little thing here that forgot that she's not a baby and that she needs this or that she is operating from a dis-ease Welcome to this episode with the beautiful Renata Damalo. It's so exciting to have you here on the Untapped podcast, which is really all about expanding ourselves, about finding new access, about getting back to our deepest essence and our truest expression and really tapping into those parts of ourselves. For me, having you here is just such a beautiful opportunity to share with our community around the work that you're doing in the world and you're someone who is bringing so much integrity to this space, to the feminine expression, your soul embodied and integrated in it, and the integrity to the plant medicine, the work, the context of how it's being done in the world right now. And so I'm beyond excited to dive in and thank you so much for being with us. I'd love to give you an opportunity just to create a little bit about where you are right now, what's happening in your world right now, and then we'll dive in. Thank you. It is an honor, privilege, and such a joy to be here and to just be connected with your audience and the people that are in your world and your network. Once again, they're so powerful. They're so committed. They're so driven. And just to be in this space, to me, it's an honor. So thank you for having me. So just a little bit, where about? We're in Rio right now, leaving in a couple of days to Austin. I'm in packing mode in a house that was supposed to be an Airbnb just for a couple of months. And somehow we have paintings and crystals and all the things. So just getting that organized so that we can leave on Friday to Austin and in Mexico and continue the journey of what's next. We don't know yet. Really enjoy the space here in Rio and the time being here in my country, just showing Zion and people that came to the Unearth retreat, what Rio is all about and what's available here, the nature and, and then hosting the retreat with all these beautiful women. You are here. It was just so phenomenal and allowing the space to integrate and receive everything that the retreat brought forth. So it's been absolutely beautiful. And Austin is next. Amazing. I'm laughing at collecting things because we are in the exactly same space that we've had that call to, to move on from Tulum. And I'm looking around going, how did we, Delaney's like, we need another suitcase. So much stuff. But I think just as you said, you know, we're so people that set up our environment. We love to have things around us that activate us and have us be grounded. And so of course, wherever we go, we find a way to collect those things. And so for those of you who are joining us today, tuning in with us, this is going to be a really magical conversation I just know it so for context Nana and I connected in a coaching program through her now partner Zion and Press and Smiles maybe a year and a half ago would it be Nana yeah 
And we got put as accountability buddies in a group and told that there was medicine and magic for each other. And I think that's so beautiful because there is, I think both of us actually come from, as we discovered, really active women who are here to create magical things and have that amazing drive. And then when we got put in our accountability buddies groups, I was so strongly my masculine and I love structure and I love getting some shit done and so does Nana and Nana was this beautiful embodiment of feminine and I was like okay this is a different pace this is good and our coaches at the time were like you two just have so much medicine and magic for each other and that's where our relationship has flourished and we've kept in contact and done weekly or bi-weekly calls since that time and I always say to that to people I always tell the story in our programs because I'm like look you think this accountability buddy is just this person you hang out with for eight weeks but you wait your whole life can expand into these relationships and so more recently for those listening when Delaney and I got to Mexico I think Nana we were talking and I don't know we were jamming on gifting each other things and, and our next level of expansion she's like well unearthed is happening in Brazil and it was so beautiful because I think there was a earlier retreat that just coming from New Zealand and the timing and everything didn't align and then this most recent unearthed retreat that I got to experience the absolute magic of which we are going to share more of shortly it was perfect it was divine timing Delaney and I are in Mexico and I was like yeah, this is it. And I did take three weeks to just read, hit the register button. I was like, Nana's going to be like, what are you doing, Han? It's not that hard. Because I think I knew this work for me was that next evolution. So I would love you to share. So that's a little bit of context for those listening. And I would love to hear from you. How did you get into this work, Nana? Obviously, you're doing feminine embodiment coaching and leadership, and you've got your incredible incredible work with the plant medicine and the indigenous tribe and I'd love to hear whatever feels alive for you but what part of that how did you get to this moment basically it all comes back to being in the path that wasn't mine and navigating a journey and a self that was a pseudo self that was there to please and satisfy society And in that journey, feeling that immense pain of not being who I really were and what I was really here to do and not even knowing what that was because I lived so long to satisfy the, the, the conditions of success and satisfaction of that society, you know, puts out there and that I thought my family wanted for me. And so being back then in that space, it was so not me that when I hit bottom, there was only one way to go. It was either staying in that space, which was unacceptable because it was just not working or really going deep into my essence, who I was, what I was there for. And that's where it all started. So super type A corporate kind of like self that was living in that moment that was being expressed in that moment, corporate sales, 3.5 million market that I was managing, all the prizes, all the competition that sales brings with each other in the company and all the medals and all the things that led me to just really nurture a side of me that was just there to accomplish, quote unquote, things that weren't even my own and desires that weren't even my own. And then coming back to that space of just stillness and nothingness and understanding what's really there and what was I really seeking? What was I after? What was important to me? And how can I 
take all that and just approach, change the context in which I am working to live that, to have that. And basically it was just really softening. It was coming back more to nature, letting nature guide me and it, doing things that were very foreign to me, like backpacking alone to in Peru and traveling to Africa and Uganda and India alone and allowing experiences to just kind of wake up levels of consciousness and knowing that were already in me, but that were just dormant and specifically to plant medicine. Although I'm from Brazil, born and raised, was born in a family of medicine women that really powerful channelers and doing beautiful work with, with herbs and plant medicine, but not ayahuasca in a very different way. I didn't know ayahuasca until 2017. And that what brought me to ayahuasca was a dream. And at that moment, I was well aware that what I was doing wasn't me. It wasn't what I really wanted. I just didn't know what that looked like. And basically in the dream, I was walking on the street looking for my shoes and I was just barefoot looking for my shoes. And this hummingbird comes and takes me by the finger with its beak and drags me to a room full of shoes. And there's like shoes, shoes, shoes everywhere. And I'm like, oh my goodness, which one's mine? Which one's mine? And, and suddenly I saw a passport on the table and I was like, oh my goodness, I don't need my shoes anymore because I have my passport. That's all I need. Two days later, I got invited to go to Peru to wow. be a part of a retreat that they were, they were almost full. They had one spot left and the person that was leading it, I knew. And she's like, I really think this should be yours. I really want you to have this spot. We're going to the Amazon. We're going to be working with plant medicine. And anyways, I ended up going to Peru alone and then joining them in the Amazon after. And in the space that I was alone, in the moment that the days that I were alone, I was doing a pilgrimage from in Sacred Valley in different villages until I reached Machu Picchu, climbed Machu Picchu, was the hardest climb I, I've ever done. And when I was right at the top, right, right at the top, before it gets really hard that you think you're just going to fall on the abyss, it was full of hummingbirds full, full, full of hummingbirds. And in that moment just brought me right back into my dream. And it was like, oh, I needed to be here. This is exactly where I get to be. And many downloads. The day after I was heading to my first ayahuasca ceremony with the Shipibos in the Amazon and the Peruvian Amazon. And when the shaman looked at me, at, in the, the way the Shipibos serve medicine, they actually look at you and they measure your energy. And based on how they read your energy, they give you a little bit or a little bit more of the, of the medicine. And if you have a lot of fear and anxiety and they're sensing that they give you just a little bit. And so he was you know, measuring everyone. And when he looked at me, he said, oh, she's been waiting for you and you're ready for her. And then he just gave me a full cup. And it was the most brutal and powerful experience <laughs> of my life. And that was extremely revealing for what it is that I got to do next. And ultimately, the, really summarizing that, that whole experience, ultimately, that at the, the essence of that experience was let joy be your compass. You're searching for where that is next, and you're going to find it as long as you let joy be the compass that guides you. Mm -hmm. And I carry that with me 
until today, it took me about two years to integrate that ceremony. And once I really integrated it, then I had my next ceremony and then right away got brought into the medicine world as a guardian and somebody that holds space in, Mon in Montreal and then doing this work here in Brazil. So all that to say that how I got here was through the pain of growing out of who I was not in order to really embody who I am and discovering that in ways that are simply through pleasure and play and joy, spaciousness. And I knew the grind very intimately. I thrived in a way. I thrived, quote unquote, in the grind because I was so good at it. I was so good at just forgetting myself and just really focusing on the thing that was there and that, no, that it was expected of me and giving all of myself to it, almost thinking that there was that defined me and how well that worked out or how successful that was defined me and coming back to a space of truth and really just leading from space and pleasure and flow and intuition. So magical. I think something you said there was so beautiful is this pseudo self and it is right so many of us have this pseudo self this my journey was exactly the same like what's expected of us people pleasing all these just layers and layers societal success conditioning and and all of our work is just that complete for yours obviously the unearthing for mine untapped which I love it's just like that chipping away at everything that is not you so that truest expression can emerge and something about your story that's so inspiring is that complete trust and I remember when I first heard you speaking of this experience to Machu Picchu and for anyone who hasn't been Machu Picchu is a beautiful place if it's calling you it's got the most phenomenal energy but for you to follow that it's so courageous as well and something I had heard specifically around plant medicine because I had always been curious and I remember hearing about a while ago but so much of my nervous system was controlled. I was like, there's no way I'm doing that. It just sounds like, and then over the years, it just kept coming into my space and into my space. And I think someone reminded me, I think it was last year, actually Delaney had said, she'll find you. She'll yeah. also find you when it's time. So for some of you listening to this, this may just be just receiving, just allowing, and it might not be calling you yet. And then for some of you, it might be like, right, this is, this is my access. This is calling me. And for me, that journey actually took longer as well. It was like, I probably heard about plant medicine three years ago and I thought, wow, that'd be amazing, but there's no way. <laughs> it was like, that'd be amazing. Maybe that'd be amazing. Logistics don't work. Okay. That'd be amazing. Now everything's lined up. Right. And I have the most beautiful guardian sister connection. Who's going to hold me through this as well. It was just like the universe is like, you're, you're safe and we're going to do this now. And I think something as I hear your story and it's so perfect because anyone listening, when I saw Nana, cause I know her in lots of contexts, but when I saw her holding space in the retreat and unearth, which is the seven day feminine expression retreat where Nani uses plant medicine and we're going to talk about that more as we dive in but it was just everything about it was like wow that is divinely what you are here to do it was like this whole other essence and entity came through that I'd never witnessed and it was just the most magical thing so acknowledging you for having that courage to just follow the hummingbird follow those dreams follow things that don't make sense in the moment for you just yeah, to truly discover this work. And it's such a gift. It's so brave. And 
people listening, you might feel the abyss. I think your story, like how you said it was rock bottom and it's like, where to from here? And, and it's realizing life's got you. And obviously Mama Ayahuasca, she was waiting for you. It's just knowing you have so much more support than sometimes in those moments, what we think we have. And so obviously, so Unearthed is this beautiful creation, which is the seven day feminine expression retreat, which obviously we'll share some of my experiences and it's just the most magical creation and plant medicine is used in there as an access right it's an access to deeper self so I'd love for you to share with our community because I think you've got the most sacred relationship and such an authentic connection to this work obviously there are particular plant medicines you work with would love to hear more on those So full disclosure and I would love to really emphasize this I'm a student and I'm, yes. uh, you know, been working with these plants, but I'm still a baby in this journey. And I find that anybody that really works with a lot of integrity with plant medicine, the just put it this way, the leaders that I really admire and that are shamans that were born in it and that are 66, 70 years old and that are powerful, powerful shamans, they are students. They call themselves students. I'm a student of this plant and this plant has, ayahuasca in particular, has taught me so much. It has showed me the way. She is my muse, my guide, my teacher, my mother. (laughs) She holds me and she smacks me when it has to happen. But ayahuasca in particular, to me, is the closest I feel to unconditional love. And what I mean by that is that once I'm with a plant, when I'm working with a plant, everything that causes separation gets lifted. All the fears and the patterns and programs, and it's a veil that gets lifted. And we are just so close to uh, the freedom and the, the power of love that comes with just truth. And to me, the only truth is love. And so... And when we witness ourselves in it, when we discover the amount of untapped love that is still there for me to just enjoy life from and to give to myself and give to myself first, because the only way we can potentially give to somebody else is when we're just so overflowing in it, that is just so powerful and just we're just so embodied in it that then we exude that naturally. But the moment that we, whenever we're thinking of somebody else first, and when we haven't even given to ourselves, it's not true. It's coming from victim consciousness. It's coming from hero consciousness. So coming back to that, the power that that plant has to connect with the truth of oneness, of connectedness, of everything is intertwined and and vibrating and impacting everything at the same time. Once we can be in that presence, we see everything that it's not that so clearly. And sometimes Mm. that comes through a purge. Sometimes that comes from that pain and the discomfort of the plan. And it's all part of the journey. It's all part of the journey. And it's all seeing those things and noticing that we don't need to push them away because pushing them away is also another form of separation. We get to really include that in and reintegrate all these parts that are now being expressed in forms of fear of patterns and programs that are ineffective to our growth. I use 
ayahuasca specifically because one is a plant that has chosen me <laughs> and mm -hmm. the only way I will be able to do this this work with integrity and with really the impact that that it has is because the the plants the plant's wisdom is the plant's wisdom. Huh? It's the wisdom of mother spirit, of father spirit. And it comes to you at the right time. It chooses you and it gives you exactly what you need and what you're ready for. So it's also trusting that everybody that finds their way there, it's because, and we can hear this in the, the testimonials, it's a calling. They just felt a calling to be there. And I just needed to be there. And once I chose to be there, everything aligned. Or once I chose to be there, a bunch of things started happening and all these challenges came through and it didn't matter because I just knew I needed to be there. And so that's when we, we know that it's a true, the, the, the plant is calling, the plant's calling you. And so once we are in this in the retreat in on earth and we are navigating, letting go of, of our programs, letting go of the things that we have adopted and been carrying in our backpacks that it's not even ours, that we can now put down and really reconnecting with our true essence and, and letting that essence come through in, through in the form of expression in our relationships, in our career, and how I want to walk and be in the world. The use of plant medicine in this case of ayahuasca potentializes, amplifies their ability to see and have the awareness on what they're not. Amazing. Wow. So beautifully articulated. And I knew even if I was to share my experience, the reason I wanted to bring Nana in as well is just the access that you have and the way you just articulated that is. And I even think in the Western world, we have this conversation of drugs. And I even know when I was going, the perception from some people, it's like, oh, you're taking drugs, you're this, you're that. And it's like, oh my gosh, that medicine was simply a remembrance of everything you already are, everything that is already in your essence. And I think in my experience and something I love so much about being at Unearthed, and I have other people that are experiencing plant medicine their own way, but it was because unearthed and your work specifically is woman and was held by woman there was a real essence and context of love so much love I cannot express the love that we did this work from at unearthed and because of that my experience with mama ayahuasca and my journey with her was simply love and simply and she was so nice to me <laughs> like you know but even in my first ceremony I was just clinging to the walls. I just wanted to control the entire experience. And she was soft. She was really kind to me. And she was like, go when you surrender. And then being held by you and the guardians and the other woman, it was just like, just, it's, it's perfect. Just keep allowing, keep surrendering. And so the whole journey was, I'd heard lots of stories about things, but for me, it was exactly what it needed to be. And it was so soft. And I, what I love what you're speaking about is the, the context, right? The context that makes anything, what makes anything a medicine or a drug is the context in which it's being taken from. And to me, that is extremely important to, first of all, everything about Unearthed was created from a space of safety. Safety was the, the number one value and pillar 
that I held when I was putting this whole thing together, safety, physically, emotionally, even coming to arrive in Brazil and being picked up at the airport. So you don't have to leave and, and be alone at any moment. It's like just really taken nurtured and safe the entire time, because once there is safety, then there's surrender. And once there is surrender, then we can really be with whatever wants to come through and really experience it all without being so attached to the control in the walls. But the control is normal, especially for first timers. And we've had many people that, that came that had extremely traumatic experiences with ayahuasca in particular, where they felt unheld, they felt unsafe, traumatizing, traumatizing experiences. And then before the, our ceremonies, they would be in panic and crying. And it's just like, it's okay. It's okay. Just trust, trust that she can be extremely soft as well. And you get to develop your relationship with her and mm -hmm. you get to welcome her in through the path of beauty. And, and to me, it's one of the most important things about this work is to do it all through the path of beauty, because the path of harshness, the path of like, oh, let's go, let's just get to it. And just like, boom, crack it open, just all at once. So many of us are intimate with that and and some i find that it has its place and what mm. what would it be like to actually access that part of yourself the truth of yourself from the space of softness and being held and nurturing and it ease as opposed to oh let's go let's get it and so in order for that to happen the context for it needs to be there which is why for me was really important to have leaders that are born into this, that do this, that are leaders, that are guardians of the medicine. In our case, we work with Bunka and her daughters, and she this time, and Uma, her niece. That last time was Nankan, her other daughter who came. Nankan is a, is a beautiful leader in the Huni Queen tribe, especially around women and the movement of the awakening feminine within the Huni Queen women. And she is just really showing them what's possible for them when they really step into their power which is really what we're doing here in the first anyways all of it um, yeah all of it and so we're bringing her in and working at akasha who is the retreat center that has guardians that have been doing this work for 15 20 years and that have had hundreds and hundreds of ceremonies and and held people in all kinds of people in all kinds of ways so all of that together allows us to have a context in which the power of the medicine is amplified through love, through safety, through that nurturing and the integrity that it's already there. The same medicine in a different context and somebody who doesn't know how to hold a space and the person, somebody who I don't want to judge, but somebody who's not working with integrity necessarily, or who thinks they are, but who doesn't really have the container to hold and really ground into the into love so that 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 medicine can really work through only through love in that context the medicine can show up in a completely different way so choosing choose your context powerfully choose your context with a lot of really grounded into what's important to you in a leader who do you want to be held by and that's such an important piece. And that's one of the main reasons. Obviously, I knew Nana. I love Nana. <laughs> and I could see your work. I could see the authenticity. I could see the context. I could see the integrity. The relationship to the Huni Queen tribe is just the most extraordinary. Nana really 
empowers them they empower her it's just this beautiful co-creation that teaching her it's just this this whole energy of equality and empowerment and support and love and it's and really giving respect to those who are really they are holding this whole frequency of ayahuasca and this whole this whole medicine is through their lineage and it's that's something that for anyone listening is so special about your work Nana is it's got so much integrity around that and how you're creating it and how you're contributing back to those communities and that inside of the whole space and I think it's beautiful we don't have to go into all of people are doing they're doing what they're doing right they're they're doing the best they can with what they have some of those spaces that they're getting held and I think we're seeing the massive rise of plant medicine right we're seeing a huge it's entering the Western world. We're seeing some huge shifts right now and how it's being facilitated. And that's why I wanted to bring this conversation forward and make sure our audience and community have an access to thinking about how you're entering this space. If you heard the call, right? Firstly, as we've discussed, you don't need to, you don't have to. Medicine is simply a tool. And then secondly, how are you entering this context? Because I do know sometimes there's that chasing, seeking, right? Oh, I just want to do it. And I've heard about it. And it's like, actually, wait a minute. If I trust the call, if I trust the alignment, I'm going to probably perfectly hear this podcast. And it's like, boom, (laughs) done. That's my access. But as a a student, because I know you're a student, first and foremost, and a leader in this space, what are some of the things you're seeing happening? And I guess because I know my community is so impact-driven and I also know we're doing this unintentional harm with a lot of what we're doing in the world, cultural appropriation and these elements. And so I'm curious, just, just so people can be educated, not fearful, not judgmental, but educated around what is happening in the space and what does integrity look like? What do we get to honor as we go into this work? That's huge. You mentioned cultural appropriation there. That is massively happening right now. And it's really sad to see that people coming in contact with the medicine and after being in contact with the medicine, then just wanting to hold space. And it's very common. It's very common that once we're in contact with the medicine, we see how powerful it is and we fall in love with it. And we want to be space holders of it and to just serve it. It's very, very common. And what we see is that jump from the journey of you can come and have a a beautiful pasta dish that doesn't make you an an Italian chef, a master chef. It doesn't. It just means that you ate an Italian dish and you loved it. And that's exactly what is happening today with so, so much of the medicine world. And because it's such a powerful tool, because you can buy medicine anytime. You can buy medicine online. And that's another point because the the indigenous need the money as well. Mm-hmm. Then I find that we're in a new wave of uh, exploitation with them right now. And we have exploited them so much already. The, the land, their, their work, their, made them slaves in history. I feel like right now we're exploiting the medicine. And that's really sad to hear. And that's something that I do not support and I do not tolerate in my world at all. And so I would say, go seek the guardians of these medicines. If you're looking for a place to do this, to, to be with the medicine, first of all, check in with your own intentions, right? Because that's what's setting the context that in which you're going to be sitting with that medicine with. So is it from, I'm just curious, where is that coming from? Tell me is my there, life is the- vision. <laughs> right. It saved me, right? Or is it is it coming from 
curiosity, but also through love, curiosity to expand into who you be, curiosity to see what that tool can give you in ways to let go of things that don't serve you, because it's all true. And your intention is really going to set the context. And once you have a clear intention, also your intention will also guide you to who you're going to end up choosing to hold space for you if that makes sense. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So if I'm operating from victimhood, from come save me, rescue me, then that's the consciousness that you're vibrating in, in this moment. And so you're going to be exposed and presented to people that are facilitating and holding space from the exact same consciousness. It's a given, it's law. It's how you're vibrating. It's just what's matching the vibration. But if you're coming from that space of really love and inner exploration and curiosity and humility and surrender, then the quality that of your vibration is also going to bring forth opportunities and facilitators that are vibrating in that same level. So your inner context will also set the tone for the people that you get to attract in your world to, uh, to be in that experience Which with. Is I think that's a really beautiful point because I also know there's a lot of people like, oh, I went to this thing and they were this and they were that. And it's like, yes, and beautiful mirror, where were you coming from? Were you seeking that it needed to be done next month that you experienced plant medicine or where were you coming from, right? Because yeah, that's a beautiful mirror because there is a lot of projection happening. Like, oh, they said they're a shaman. They said they were this. And it's like, yes, and like we call that in. Yeah, such a good insight. Totally, totally. So uh, to me, that's number one. And then everything around asking them who they have, where they get the medicine from, who they have trained with, how long, what tribes they have trained with, what leaders have they trained with, how many dietas have they done? Dietas are diets, uh, are periods of time that you are in the forest where you eat very specific things, no water, and you're just like sitting with the plant medicine for sometimes a month, three months, and the highest dieta that uh, shamans do in the forest is like a whole year. And there is no, no interaction, no, no sexual exchange, uh, no sexual forces coming through, very limited to what you can do. And it's just you and the medicine for mm. month, three months. And these types of training really prepare people to sit with whatever comes through for other people because they are met in their deepest shadows. They sit with their monsters. They are facing their edge and being in extremely challenging situations, physically, emotionally, energetically, that allows them to really go deeper and ground so that they can hold space for other people as well. Now you can do a bazillion dietas, and that still doesn't make you a shaman. So find out what kind of preparation the facilitators have done so that they could be there. And who are they serving with? Personally, who leads our ceremonies is the Huni Queen, is Bunka and her daughters. So in that space, in that context, during the ceremony, she's the leader. We are there to support her but she's leading it. So yes, you, you all trusted me to hold that space for you. And it's being led by somebody. uh, Yeah. It's being led by somebody who's the guardian of this plant. So really sit with, and not only any Huni Queen, not any Yawanawa, not any, any Shipibo, go find out who's the leader of that tribe 
and see if they're the ones that are leading these ceremonies. Because if it's anyone, they could be an indigenous, but also not be apt to facilitate and, and serve. Absolutely. And in ceremony, that's something I acknowledge you do so beautifully is like yes you're the clearing you're the access and that that leads back to that earlier conversation around there's so much context in the space empowering people blah 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 it's like we're not here to empower people empower themselves I love when you say that it's like hey we're not empowering anyone we're empower they're empowering themselves and you're creating this clearing and it's something when you're facilitating it's so clear that the Huni Queen tribe are the guardians and you're over to you and I'm and I'm here and even watching all the guardians and so just for context when you are in ceremony with ayahuasca through the night the guardians hold the entire space and in the most magical way and there's music and there's dance and there's chants and there's a beautiful fire and it is so sacred and there's so much intention and I remember having moments of just looking at the guardians looking at the honey queen looking at you and I'm like oh my gosh I know I know you say you're still a baby and there's just so much intentionality for how they're calling in the medicine how they're communicating with the medicine in the space the song the dance reading the room feeling the energy of the room and where we got to go and it was like it is such an intricate special intuitive so many again it's like just this whole piece around it's not just the what it is not just the medicine it is all the space that you are walking into something I would love to tune into as well so we had we had two obviously I'm very new and I'm like baby 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 infant baby <laughs> in my journey we had two ceremonies and even from that this was about a month ago that I got to experience some of this magic and it was the most incredible communication with ayahuasca and the conversations and even the layers of stuff like when she was asking me to do things I was like oh, but what will Nana think about? and I was like ah this is your work she was just showing me all the places still holding myself back layers of control all of it in the most beautiful way but I know something that's really important after experiencing plant medicine is this conversation of integration and something you mentioned earlier is that there was an insight you had that took two years to integrate and I totally feel this for myself right now having come from a personal development world where we get an insight we action it get an insight action it. <laughs> it's like which which I think there is a place for as well there is totally a place where that's so accessible with some of our programs I'm sure that's like how we've been coached and how we coach as well sometimes and I just my experience so far has been that it's really different with plant medicine or, you know, maybe it could integrate quickly, but I'd love to have that conversation around integrating and how we can support ourselves in that, what that really means as well. Cause I think we throw this world around a lot. And I believe that's such a big part. You were talking about, do we just, we just rip shit and bust a little bit, like growing, expanding, growing, expanding. And it's like, I heard a beautiful thing the other day from Peter Kelly of yes, quantum leap and at the pace of your spiritual maturation. Sure, expand and grow, and at the pace that your body can actually absorb it and expand into it. And I already know coming off the back of my experience at Unearth, my logical masculine brain's like, I need it. I got so much about the authenticity of my work, really communicating the work I do, and am I truly, am I truly communicating the depth of our work, or am I shrouding it in all of this layers? my own self-care my own sovereignty get dropped in I've worked on that for years and it was just like boom, boom. this is not a nice to have and she was strong about it but it was like lock and load it right so then I got I got a lot of insights that I think have been there for years and they just came in such a different way and so I'm curious when we speak of integration 
I'm just going to open it over to you. What does that mean for people? Is there anything to share around that? Because I think it's different from our trained logic of how we usually do things. I love that you brought that up because integration is everything in this work, even in the personal development work. When we read a book or listen to a podcast and then we have this, aha, and it's like, oh my gosh. And then we go back and we just don't do anything about it. We have the aha is there, the awareness is there. And then it would just go back to the same. And then we bring a little bit, but not, not really to the extent that we could, if we were really trying to intentionally embodying that aha moment. And I find that any, any work without integration is just mental masturbation. You're just there for the ahas and it's just like all oh, this and all that. And, uh, and then it's just gone. And so you go back and you learn the same lessons and again, and again, and again, and you're like just in the cycle. So the integration work, it, it, it really depends from person to person. Some people can integrate something powerfully in the moment. And it's just that quantum leap that you can just like, oh my gosh, yeah, this is it done. Boom mm. shift has been made. This is it. And some things goes, it, it just it's just so big and it, it's just so deep so it, it, there's so many layers to it to be into to integrate it that it take it may take longer so that first ceremony that i had let joy be the compass i had spent 20 something years living for somebody else and now suddenly let joy be the compass what does that mean what does that mean to me what does that mean through me what does that mean as me and so really allowing that to be embodied in the nuances from, am I saying yes to going out right now because I really want to go out or because I'm afraid of disappointing somebody. So is joy leaving, leading my compass right now to, do I want to be in this job? Do I want to be in this relationship? No, let's end this. Let's cut this out. Let's, uh, you know, eliminate this from my life. And there's just so many layers to it that you can literally take your ahas, especially in plant medicine, because the downloads are so powerful and they're just so in your face that. I can almost take that, write it big and look at it every day or any given time, put it here right next to my laptop and look at it. Am I leading from this place right now? Is this the context in which I'm operating from? Am I taking care of myself right now? I'm tired and I, I keep going. Is this self-care right now? No, my body wants to jump. My body wants to go get some five minutes of sun. My body wants to have some water. Okay, can mm. I just give that to you? Whatever that is, there's so many nuances. And I find that it, the reality is that it's not a straight line, right? Once, oh, now that I've integrated like trying my compass, I'm forever living in joy. No, I'm human. And yes, I do choose from fear. And yes, I do choose from, from scarcity at times. Yes, I do, do choose from a level of consciousness that it's in victimhood or that's in, rooted in fear. And it's like, the question is, those things are going to be there because hello, welcome to being human. The question is how fast can I bounce back to, oh, okay. I was in fear. Here I am. How do I choose again? Where do I want to choose from? And what does that look like? It's not, I don't care if you're in the dumps or, or not. It's how fast can you go down there and bounce back? Because now you have that awareness and accountability and responsibility of where do I want to operate from? So. I would say that in integration, 
one of the things that we do at Unearth is that we have an integration program after for people that want to really allow those downloads and the things that came through to be really rooted and grounded into their new reality so that they can operate from that context. And so we do a 10 week journey together and it's optional and you can choose to integrate it on your own. And there can be an integration with support, with sisterhood, with women that you have shared that experience with, and that are also that you feel safe and that you can learn from, that you can learn with. So that's what I do with Unearth. There are other, you can go to an open ceremony that it's not a retreat or a retreat and that has no integration after. I would say every leader, every person that has done wonderful things in the world has had support behind them. They've had a team of people that are there to really hold them at their highest and greatest and support them and operate from the highest level of consciousness that, that they can. And that team could be massotherapists, it could be holistic doctors, it could be people that are taking care of yourself and then coaches, therapists. And so I would say, bring that, those ahas to your team so that they can really help you hold you in that context because what you want to do is operate from that aha that new level of consciousness that was maybe there that was hidden or that you kind of knew but now it's like no this is a message this is where i get to focus on and most importantly operate from so mm. you can be in a group or work with a coach to really integrate it or even further bring that to your team to your partners okay. to your people sh share share and your relationships too, your partners share the has and be like, can you collaborate on this with me? From now on, I want to really make sure that I'm operating from the highest level of self-care that I can give myself. Can you support me in being accountable, staying accountable to that and holding my commitment to it? And that is part of integration. So a huge part of integration is seeking that support. I love that. And I love that, like bring it to your team as well, because for me, one of those biggest insights was the self-care and honoring self like I've known for a long time. That matters and I do it and I've got better at it and I've over time really built a lot of accountability around it and all these layers of it, right? And it felt like over the four years of even running untapped, it's like I knew how important it was because I'm not available for the burnout. I'm just like, how to the no, I'm just not available. It's below the line, right? I'm like, I'm not going there. And so I've built this team and then in ceremony, it just dropped in on a whole other way of Mm, yes and it's not like a nice to have and they're like so you can be better for others it's an absolute freaking must and it dropped in my body like a, a sovereign must this is not when you feel like it this is not when you have accountability this is every day and when I got home that's exactly the type of insight of it was in such a different way and even I told Delaney and he noticed he was like wow we facilitated untapped business and leadership and it was like I was ruthless on the breaks I was ruthless on I was like I don't want to talk about the slide deck we get to drop in right now we get to get into our full center and he was just like who is this woman because I've always been like oh yeah if it happens if we have space for it but I love that bringing it to your team because I'm also in that transition of I have also trained people around me and clients and my team in untapped of how we operate and I'm like in this whole new nervous system centering recentering and then retraining all these people when I've like shared and it's like there is time some I think are quick and then that, that time is so beautiful 
And it, yeah, it's just, it's so magical around that integration of some will just be like lock and load, you're done. And some will take time. And do you have the support? Or do you bring that to your team after? Because I think something I have seen is a lot of people just going back to ceremony, back to ceremony. And it's like, we're literally going to go in circles if we don't do that deep integration of those insights. Why do you feel that medicine was so strong about that? This is not a thing. This is not even nice to have. It's a must and it's imperative. Because it's for the greater good and for love as well. She was like, no, you don't come last. You don't come if it's like, she, and she was so straight. And I think people say that it's like, she gives you answers, right? And it's a remembering it's in the body. And it's just like, Doof. she still knew it was a nice to have, or if it happened, or even that it was coming from, if I'm fully authentic, okay, I do this to be better for the world. And she was like, no, you do this to be your best for you. It was like Bryony suddenly became priority and, it, and I haven't been, I've always been in service, you know, like that whole working through those layers of like being a service and we were talking about that's looping full circle back to the start of what you created is she was like, no, 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 I don't, I don't really care if you, if it impacts your clients, your community, like that's great. And this is for you. This is for you yeah. to truly receive your life. And it came from within. I think it had always come intellectually for me from my head. Right. And everything yeah. I'd heard and I knew and, and it came literally from my womb space. It was just like up. And, and even since I got back, we're a month back and I already noticed this morning, I was like, oh, I might just fit something in before this and I should do this one as well. This other episode. Like, and I was like, no, I feel like I still have that relationship. I don't know if that's a thing, but it was like, no, 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 no. You are going to pause. You're going to do Kundalini for 90 minutes. You're going to drop in because what a special moment to sit with your sister, you, my sister, and have this conversation. She's like, I don't want to be rushed about that. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> but I had yeah, felt so. that creeping back. So mm, I just think the integration is like, oh, it's the magic. Yeah. Can I offer a perspective on, on that? Of course. On why it's narrative. A lot of us see ourselves separate from nature and we are in part of the animal kingdom, right? So we're part of the animal species. We are nature. So I'd like to just invite us all to see ourselves as cells that are in the body of this thing called Mother Earth. And we are doing this thing. We're we're serving, we are living, we are you know, in our relationships and we are cells of her body when we are not ruthless and when we don't have our self-care as the main focus and when we're not so committed to it then we weaken ourselves and therefore as a cell of mother nature's body we're weakening the whole body itself and that's why when we when we have this ease in our body and that turns into something uh, more serious so it's that cell of our body that it's weak. And so now just amplify, take that and zoom into it and just like see that as I am a cell of a body that is called this planet. And if I can't be at my highest, then I'm not serving her. And she's also surviving. We're all in here to grow and expand and as animals, we are seeking for our survival, which is why we have our hormones that show us if we're in fear or if there is a lion coming behind us so we can save ourselves, right? And that reptilian brain that we are growing away and just expanding our consciousness, that reptilian brain is there for survival. And mother nature is also seeking 
are her own survival and we are her cells. So when we can really be diligent about our self-care, then she's like, okay, that cell of mine is taking care of itself. And mother nature's brain doesn't have to put her attention onto us because we got this. We know how to do it. Yes. And when we don't, then she has to be like, okay, now I have to go and focus on this little thing here that forgot that she's not a baby and that she needs this or that she is operating from a dis-ease. So yeah, just a little perspective on that. I hope you enjoyed that interview just as much as we did. This is a reminder, if you did, please share it on Instagram and tag us at untapped and Renata DiMarlo. All the links to everything you need is in the show notes. And also a reminder that if you're loving the Untapped podcast and leave a review, you get an incredible bonus bundle of goodies, of planners, of templates, of equipment lists. For those who are entrepreneurs out there, you want this bundle and all you have to do is leave a review. The link for the review is in the show notes as well. Thank you so much for joining us. See you on the next episode.